0: Hello, 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 and welcome to No Funkin' Strictly Monkin, a monk rewatch podcast that we does basically everything other than any sort of funkin'. I am your host and longtime monk fan, Jay Christie, and I am joined, as always, by my compatriot and first-time monk watcher, Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you?
1: Fantastic. Thank you for asking. Glad to be here.
0: I'm glad that you're here as well, and I'm glad to be here, too. We are here to talk about uh, Season 1, Episode 7 of Monk, Mr. Monk and the Other Woman. Uh, an episode that I had admitted on the previous episode, uh, episode Of this show that I'd probably only seen Like two or three times in syndication So I was not as familiar with it As other episodes of the show um, And it's really interesting to revisit for that reason um, What are your general thoughts After your one and only viewing, Andre? Uh,
1: I liked it a lot uh, I think it's my second favorite of, uh, of all of them so far
0: I think that it definitely is a very It's an interesting episode for a lot of reasons i think most of all because so little of it is actually spent on what ends up being the actual case like uh, almost all of it is inconsequential to the actual um mechanics of the murder um but i think that there are a lot of interesting things happening in it um in regards to monk and it definitely um Whereas a lot of the episodes of Monk are about like the reason why the episode's interesting is because Monk goes to a strange place or meets a strange person. Whereas this is like a very basic, human like arc. Like it's very it's it's very grounded in character rather than in anything um, weird. You know what I mean? Like there's no yeah. there's no famous person he meets. There's no uh, weird situation he finds himself in. He just happens to be, um, you know. Happens to find himself w- uh, With the other woman um, And uh, yeah so I think that that's definitely Interesting um, and, and something that I think is pretty Honestly bold that they did it so early on in the run of the show
1: Yeah no, I uh, I enjoyed the, the, the turn that This one takes Because uh, you suspect something is Obviously like every other episode You suspect something is just not What it's supposed to be um, But it's, uh, yeah I I guess what I'm trying to say is that It was a really good episode Yeah, I don't know where I was going But it's great, I liked it a lot We'll get there
0: Yep, yeah, we will get there And let's start off with how the episode starts With the cold open, with a murder um, You know, pretty standard issue stuff If I'm being honest, in terms of murderers uh, At least the first murder is You know, a guy breaks into an office, stabs a the guy then strangles him but, of course, his poor secretary forgot something in the office. And I'll be honest with you, I'm someone who I forget things in different places all the time, and I should just lose stuff, because I'm not going back. I don't know what's going on in there. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I did not know it was going to be that bad for her. I thought she would just find the body.
0: Yeah. Poor poor woman. Um, once again, like I've lost so many things. I've lost things that aren't even mine. Um because you know you just don't go back and it's totally not because i don't realize that i lost them until an hour later but um you definitely you, you feel that for i think i think i noticed at the end of it is that the last shot before the theme song where it's the pov from the killer's perspective stabbing the, like the woman going ah! is really cheesy yeah, 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 like yeah. that really is just like okay <laughs> that feels like uh, from a different era
1: yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was like a scary movie again It's really, it's the way that they're able to build the the energy It like actually makes it kind of scary Like, or mm-hmm. like fearful, you know Like, other murders are just I don't know, it, there's like a little scary movie element to it That I yeah. really enjoy
0: I think the thing too is that they um, They always do pretty well at Giving a brief character beat For the people who are going to get murdered So it doesn't feel like it's Um nothing like just random people like that they have the moment where the boss and well the lawyer and his secretary are t- talking and like yeah it, it isn't just like um you know uh, like it's it's silly but the it's effective that they can make you think like oh that poor woman you know she got murdered and all she was trying to do is go on a date and you know that because they had that brief bit you know where the boss jokes like "Who's the lucky man?" Yada yada yada, and so yeah, I think yeah. that that is uh, really effective in terms of making the murders um, seem more real. Uh, not that you want the murders to be real, but you know. Uh, so after the theme song, yeah, we, we, we start in a you know a dream sequence that Monk is describing in Dr. Kroger's office, um, where we see uh, Trudy uh, brushing her hair. I guess. I think she's he looks she's looking in a mirror and he's describing how every time he sees her she's thirty four. Um which I'll be honest, the actress definitely looks older than thirty four. No disrespect. But um <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. It's like no, she's not. Um See, anytime you're gonna disrespect
1: someone, you always say no disrespect. No disrespect.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Um Which is fine. Cause, like Tony Shalhoub's like, you know, fifty when this is so I'm like I kinda I'm glad that the woman who plays his wife is not thirty four. Um <laughs> But anyway, That's very
1: true. I didn't even think about that. Uh,
0: but um, and Doctor Kroger asked him a very interesting question. What uh, what what's the you know what what is what is what question does he pose to our friend Adrian?
1: No, 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 no. I don't know this. You tell me. What did he ask? I mean, he asked, "Have you ever considered dating?" Oh yeah. Okay. Hey. Okay. I did. Yes, that makes sense. Um. Yeah. He he does ask, uh, Monk that. And does he really seem like the type that would be ready to date again? Like
0: No, because well, if I remember correctly, Dr. Kroger says, Have you thought about dating? And Monk says, I've thought about thought about dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Thought I thought, thinking thought about, about thinking about dating.
1: Thinking about dating, yeah, yeah. That was good. I, I was. I should have wrote that. And as and they're, they're having this date.
0: conversation, obviously, Monk is digging in his shoe because there is a tiny pebble in it, <laughs> um, which like I consider that I feel like I've had pebbles that tiny that have... Uh, ruin my day yeah I mean
1: now that I'm thinking about it is Dr. Kroger the world's worst shrink because like Monk makes no progress or none that I've seen at least
0: yeah it's a good question um, I think that I think there is something to be said for asking a question that you know the answer is not going to be an affirmative that like I think that even if Dr. Kroger doesn't think that Monk is actually ready to start dating again, I think to. I mean, I just think that this is a good idea. Generally speaking, that put the idea in Monk's head before he's near at that place. You know what I mean? Because like, Monk is never going to get to a place where he's able to date again if it's never discussed. If does that make sense?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And and he acknowledges it. I think he says it in this episode and we know it from previous episodes that he's never really going to move on until he finds out exactly what happened to trudy
0: yeah and i think that dr roger was just trying to like ask you know the question of i think it's actually less like monk you should start dating again and more the information the answer to the question how would you feel about dating again is valuable in the in discussing like what it means to move on and all that um, yeah, but before we can you know have, before Monk can have a mental breakthrough, he uh, goes to the crime scene 48 hours after the crime was committed because apparently the mayor called him in again. Um, Good Lord. I asked my, I'm wondering, does like monk have salacious photos of the mayor or something like that? <laughs> yeah, I mean he has to, but
1: if he really did have that kind of pull, he would have been on the force already. <laughs> That's true. No questions asked.
0: So, like, what's the level of salacious photo that is good enough to get you called on as a consultant a lot, but not good enough to get you reinstated? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I realized that, like, I'm not going to pretend I'm not willing to go there and haven't gone there on uh, previous podcasts of different varieties, but I'm not going to make you go there. But anyway, um, so... You know, he sees all the stuff going on. He sees the crime scene. He's mad that it's uh, so old that there's nothing really to see. But, you know, Shronach calms him down and he notices that the weapon used to strangle the victim was a phone cord. Which, am I crazy for thinking like that seems really obvious And How Did the Police Not? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, actually, no. For me, it's just like, I don't know. I'm the kind of nervous person that would, if I had a phone with a cord on it, at some point I would just stretch it out myself. That's true. I wouldn't think...
0: I guess the thing is that I'm wondering is, the police had to have tested the phone cord to see if there was, like, DNA in front. I don't know. Well, Disher says, he's like, I guess we didn't, we overlooked that. Yeah, it seemed like a big thing to overlook is what I'm saying. It's not that big of an office. Um, yes. Especially, I guess, I guess the thing is, I'm thinking, if you could see that he was stabbed, and then he was strangled, it's pretty natural to assume that he was first stabbed and then the strangulation was improvised. So it's like not that – I don't know. It just seems like a pretty easy place to get. Um, yeah, I mean that's the easy
1: conclusion but there might be some really crazy people that might want to do the reverse order. You never know.
0: I'm, I'm aware but we're not talking about what actually happened. We're talking about what the police would investigate.
1: <laughs> right. True, 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 true. But
0: anyway, they uh, then go to the room with all the files that the killer broke into. And they see that only one file is missing, and it was from this guy named Lawrence something or other. I don't remember his last name. Um, you have Grayson, a, Lawrence Grayson. Grayson, Lawrence. Wait, Gr- hold
1: on. But did did we see it in the first part of the episode? Of right. The yes, open? we saw that he burned uh,
0: that the guy burned files. I realized I omitted okay. that, but I was gonna circle back around to it. But I appreciate that you're paying attention to what I'm saying, because um, Lord <laughs> knows I'm not. Uh, but he, yes, he burned files. And so this Lawrence Grayson character, they're like, oh, this has got to be it. I mean, the uh, files, they were burned, but obviously this guy's backups. And I think you already know this, but with any Monk episode, if the person who's suspected of doing it does something that so obviously ties them to the crime, you, you know for a fact that literally anyone but Lawrence Grayson did it.
1: Right. That's like, yeah, of course. 100%.
0: Anyway, so they go to Lawrence Grayson, who is a real piece of work. Honestly, I wish he did it. Um, not a fan of this guy. Wait, what did he do that was so bad? I, I mean, he's a
1: dick, clearly, but I mean,
0: I dick, I didn't see anything egregious. Dick sued his neighbor over garage and has a stockpile of assault weapons. I mean, it's kind of—I feel like that's enough for me, okay. honestly. Okay,
1: Yes. Yes, the assault weapons, for sure. Um, also, but... honestly,
0: seeing that seeing those two people in St. Louis this week, uh, you know, coming out with the AR-15, um, like I, it's, I'm, I had them on, like, are. this guy, you know damn well, he's, like, you know, coming out barefoot. <laughs> At least he's a Green Beret, though, so you wouldn't have it in the f the the 15 in the wrong hand like that doofus in St. Louis did. But anyway, um, yeah, I just, you know, immediately on the opposite side of this guy, uh, but he's got a Rottweiler, which is nice, you know, dogs are good. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's really not um, happy about this whole thing. Uh, and basically what you learn is that all he ended up losing, like all that his lawyer who died, because he's one of the, you guys just watched the episode, but just to remind you that he was one of the guy who died's clients the, as a, a law client. And uh, Lawrence ended up losing only $400. So he's like, I'm not going to kill a guy over $400, which good. I mean, he's not that bad of a guy. Yeah, I
1: still okay. It was the hardest thing forever to figure out what his name was because they mentioned it very few times. But I know his last name ended with Pratt because it was like Pratt and Associates. So it was the name. Sure, of the we're Pratt. gonna call him
0: Pratt then. So Chris Pratt. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris Pratt. Spencer Pratt. Spencer Pratt uh, was killed because he finally do he get had enough. No. Um. So. Eventually, <laughs> yeah, you learn as I mentioned that uh, the whole case was about a garage that his neighbor Monica uh built that he says i guess was on his property i don't know suburban land disputes are so weird and dumb and the fact of the matter is that like it's a plot a lot in crime shows for people getting murdered or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: and if there weren't so many examples of people actually getting like murdered or like Rand paul getting a rib broken over them i'd be like that seems far-fetched but like people get killed all the time over bullshit like <laughs>
1: yeah no of course um i was just thinking like moral of the story don't move to the suburbs friends
0: i mean that is a fair moral of the story um i don't know uh i was born and raised in the suburbs so i have conflicting feelings about that um
1: uh well that th- explains a lot
0: uh, wow i'm hurt <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna say that uh i think that uh, there's nothing i can say that uh, a lovely band called Arcade Fire did not already say in a 16 song album but anyway um, uh-huh. but so uh, Monk doesn't like this Lawrence guy for the, the crime because Monk realizes he owns a security company why is he breaking windows um, you know and it, he just he, Monk does that classic thing where he's like ah, he, he's not the guy and Staudemeyer is like, he's with the gun at Monk, which is like, Staudemeyer, you gotta, you, when are you gonna realize that Monk's smarter than you?
1: Yeah. By the way, a return to form for Staudemeyer, back to being a jerk again. So mm-hmm. that that was nice while it lasted.
0: It was nice. Yeah, you got you got to wonder what stuff like that is that, like especially with like procedural television, like whether they shot some out of order or wrote some out of order. Um, oh. I also don't know if you noticed, but this was directed by Adam Arkin. Um. So they must. No, I did not know that. That they must have gotten like a thing where, uh, honestly, if I'm him and I'm sitting in that uncomfortable 800 pound makeup, I'm like, I'm saying, you better let me direct an episode. You know. That's Um, true. Because basically, he just he's a big TV director. Like he's directed uh, honestly, basically every show I've ever seen him guest star on, he's also directed an episode of. So that might just be part of his thing. Like I'll bring you my acting talents if you let me direct an episode. (laughs)
1: So this is a this is a, a hybrid form of one for them, one for me.
0: Honestly, yes, that is. Uh, although it's not like with with that setup, would it be real? You would think that Adam Arkin was like Daniel Day Lewis, that his acting was so valuable that they would let him direct an episode. Um, right. But we end up um, going outside uh, because uh, Lawrence wants to walk his dog Sherman, and. Lawrence immediately ends up getting in an argument with uh, his neighbor, Monica, who is in the garden. And Monk is immediately taken with her. Mostly because she looks just like Trudy. Well, not just like, but enough like Trudy. Uh, okay. What? Do you not think she does?
1: I, she's she's blonde, she's white, of a certain age. I mean, uh, yeah. Sure. I think that, yeah, it's flimsy. It's sure flimsy.
0: Yeah, sure enough. I, I think that it's, uh,. It's up for debate. Um, Funnily enough, I think that she looks like an almost exact midpoint between the actress who plays uh, Trudy in the first season and the actress who plays Trudy from seasons 2 through 8 because they do change actresses who play Trudy. Um, Ah, okay. um, uh, Yeah, so that is notable. But, so yeah, Monk is, he just starts smiling and Sharona even says to him that she looks just like uh, Trudy which I yeah. wrote down – I think that is in, such an inappropriate thing for a nurse to say.
1: Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. No, I oh,
0: – God. Yeah, don't even get me started. No, no go, get this started. Is, I've been
1: talking a lot. Get okay.
0: started.
1: No, no, no. For real. Like, uh, well, the thing is, it's just – Sharona's barely in this episode, and when she is, man, she's a tough hang in this one. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. It's like, just
0: like how unhealthy is it to put in someone's head that someone looks like they're dead – Well, I don't know. I'm just –
1: yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that that happens, and also wait, there's um, one more thing that
0: happens quickly. That one of the, one of the first interactions, basically, that uh, actually the first interaction that Monk has with Monica is that Monica's basically saying that Sherman the dog is a danger, yada yada yada. And uh, Lauren oh, right. says that he was a sh- show breed, like show or like a show dog. Yada 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 and mom mm-hmm. says no he wasn't because he's a mutt you can tell he's not pure rottweiler because his paws are big. And the thing I'm wondering is, Rottweilers already have massive paws. How big are this dog's paws? How many dogs have bigger paws than Rottweilers that this is mixed with? I'm just I'm just I got some questions.
1: Well, I mean Clearly, he has an encyclopedic knowledge. No, of, I'm not saying that that's kids. not
0: true. I'm just like that's crazy because I don't know if you've ever seen a Rottweiler's paws. Like they have massive paws. If you asked me to name a dog with big paws, I probably would say a Rottweiler. <laughs> Actually, I would say German uh, Shepherd. Yeah, no, I would throw like a Saint Bernard in there. I guess so. I guess when I think of massive paws, though, it's like I'm, I'm thinking of a dog that's like a reasonable size to begin with. Like a Saint Bernard is massive everything. I guess. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. this is a digression on a digression. Anyway, um, so. Monk ends up, uh, you know, wanting to see the garage that is part of this land dispute, and there's a great moment that I think is really, really funny. Where, um, well, first, you know, he shakes uh, Monica's hand and gets a wipe. It doesn't and, freak out. Yeah, and, and and get you know, and uh, Sharona talks to Monica, and Monica like knows that he's a germaphobe with obsessive compulsive tendencies. So like, she clearly has some knowledge of psychiatric conditions. Hint, hint. And then Ooh, there's. A I didn't bit.
1: even put that together. Oh,
0: um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say like I'm smarter than you, but no. Uh no. <laughs> uh, that there's a great bit where you hear off-screen Monk shout, "Oh my god!" And why is he? What? What? What startled him so?
1: because uh, her garage is impeccable. Just. All kinds of tools in there, all categorized by their usage. I want to say somewhere like auto tools, somewhere like house tools, some Gardening. other tools. It was, yeah. yeah, it was just a tr- tremendous garage. And I um, know, so he was quite smitten with her uh, cleanliness, let's just say.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know why you said cleanliness, let's just say, as if it's a euphemism. I mean, he is smitten with the way she looks, but like. That's, he's, you know, with her cleanliness, let's just say. Like, that sounds a or little... Her
1: orga- or her organizational skills. Yes. That's what I meant. Oh, her okay, great. tidiness.
0: Yes, she's very yeah. tidy. Um, and yeah. so, Monk is, I mean, he's feeling stuff he hasn't felt in a while. And He, he also has zero game. None at all. Um, which, you wouldn't really expect him to, so it's nice that he doesn't. Uh, but he basically, you know, True. is like, I have some more questions for you. You know, we could meet again. Coffee. Uh, we could... Uh, do dinner um do you eat dinner
1: wait does he eat dinner does he eat dinner
0: well that i mean that's when i that's the best line in, the episode, in my opinion where he asks her do you eat dinner and then uh-huh. uh she says yes yeah, so i eat dinner and then he asks her do i eat dinner <laughs> <laughs> this guy man one of a kind uh and then yeah i think that the restaurant scene is honestly a pretty kind of weird um what did you think of it? Do you know
1: what stands out to me? G- guess what I what my takeaway was. Um,
0: wait, let me think. Did he try the veal?
1: No, she orders a Caesar salad and a coffee. It's the most disgusting. Yeah, combination that's weird. I didn't even think of it.
0: You're right. A coffee? like huh? God. I mean, I get
1: eating the Caesar salad, but uh, I don't know. Uh, moving on.
0: And then Monk, of course, orders the veal with the veggies and the potatoes on different plates, which like the waiter like stops in her tracks, like it's the weirdest thing in the world. Where like it is weird, but it's also like I mean, I don't know. That's there's no way that's the craziest request she's gotten. <laughs> like yeah, no chance, no chance. Um, and then there's a really weird bit, which definitely feels like it's uh, I don't actually even know what's going on there, where that she goes over to the jukebox. And mm-hmm. she I guess it's supposed to be implied Play is a song That uh, Trudy used to play At this Yeah thing. I
1: only have eyes for you
0: Yes um, Right I didn't have X-Ray on And I'm also really bad At recognizing any song That's not Didn't come out between Like 2000 and 2009 um, It's I'm good at recognizing Basically everything else uh, every, You know Throw any character acting my way But throw any song from the 80s And it's like I don't know Why is that Elton John Or Billy Joel Anyway um, I I swear to God their voices sound similar to me, and I know that that's not true. I know that they don't, but like to me they do. Um, you are the worst person. I that's fair. I mean, I think that the only things I think that those are based on, based on things we know about each other, is that I don't watch Twin Peaks and I am bad at recognizing '80s music, and those are two of my worst qualities. So that's fine. But um, anyway. So yeah, a thing that comes up in that dinner though is that. I think, like, the one big piece of inf- piece of information that is notable is that when Monk asks about her husband, she's very evasive, right? Like, I think that that's mm-hmm. – I don't know if you noticed that.
1: Uh, no, I didn't – I mean, kind of. But actually, yes, you're right. Because let me just go back to the first scene real quick to just give you sure. context. But essentially, when they show the murder, like, happening, mm-hmm. I swear to God I thought it was a woman. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like a – it just seemed like it was a woman actor that played – the murder. Obviously, you don't see their face or anything, but just the body shape and all that, I don't know. So I had my feelers up for it to be a, obviously the episode's called And the Other Woman. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I okay, think that well, they honestly, it.
0: I imagine that's probably on purpose because they obviously want you to think that she's the murderer the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's really what happens at the restaurant, unless I'm forgetting something. There's some jokes, uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, are there any think jokes that they want to point out? Uh,
1: no, I mean,. Not really, no, we, we covered it It was just mostly the, yeah, the her weird order Alright, and
0: then once again, which I always find weird Whenever they do this uh, Monk goes to uh, Pratt's funeral Um mm-hmm.
1: It's
0: like, I'll tell you this I mean, I'm trying to think Because I've only been to like, really like Four or five like Real full funerals in my life Um, and I don't know If, none of them were murdered Thankfully, I don't think Um You can never be sure though Like You really don't know Um But I'm trying to think If If someone would have noticed If just like a detective Who's not even part of the police department Who's just sitting in the back
1: (laughs) Yeah that That was a definite faux pas
0: Uh Don't know what they were thinking In the first one In the first episode Um that funeral is in a massive church and it's, like, a public event because it was a public murder. That makes sense, right? Like, anyone's yeah. gonna be there. But this is, like, they're sitting in folding chairs. Which also, like, what the hell they're sitting in folding chairs, like? God, that was the ugliest, like, funeral home I've ever seen. Yeah. Also, like, and also, most funerals don't take place at funeral homes. Also true. Yes. I don't know, maybe this frat guy was uh, part of, like, a Unitarian uh, church that has, like, a very small congregation. Um, yeah, anywho, um, church talk. Church talk. To, to church. I mean, all my all the funerals that I've been to have been in uh, Catholic churches, so like that's very like. There's really no. There's no change of like the rules are all the same. So <laughs> you've been to one, you've been to all. Anyway, yeah. um, So what ends up happening is monks at the funeral, and um, there's a great bit where uh, you know. Sharona basically is like, how'd it go? And he said, well, and then, like, he think, and she, he's like, she asked a lot of questions about me. And then, you know, I think she might be interested in me. And Sharona's like, huh. and then he asks, uh, what is it impossible for someone like her to be interested in someone like me? And then I think Biddy Schramm, you know, who plays Sharona, does a great line just, I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's right.
0: All right. And then what, uh, what, what, what? what gets in monk's way at this funeral what 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 ruins his time at this funeral
1: uh well it starts off with uh an old man coughing like like directly on his neck basically an old man in a wheelchair i want to say right right wheelchair Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah so he's like coughing on his neck and it's like a slow like it's just like a couple of coughs and it goes into like a full-on coughing fit and Monk, to his credit, like held it together for a long time. Yeah, so he, he held it together probably, longer like, than you would think. Like fifteen times on the back of my neck. I'm sorry, you're gonna say something now. He did flip out. Yes. I would have just turned around and said, like, "Excuse me, is everything okay? Do you yeah. need water or something?" But Monk just flips out, which you know what his germaphobe uh, tick was scratched, mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, he gets upset. And so I don't think I'm. He's sitting next to like this redhead. Kid, I yes. guess it's his nephew.
0: His nephew, yes.
1: Yeah, his nephew. And so once Monk gets pissed off and yells at the guy, he takes him away in like kind of like a little huff. And it appears that the old man has passed away. Yes. After the old man
0: dies, Monk kills him with his words. Now, yeah. what we yeah. find out at the end of it (spoiler) is that that redheaded nephew is the murderer. And this is a take that is this is coming out go. of the special Jake Christie takes. <laughs> that actor looks like Brad Pitt if he was putting on, like, makeup to, like, surprise people and, like, go undercover for something. Like, if he was on, like, Undercover Boss or whatever, he has, like—because he has the same, like, general, like, face structure, but, like, his head's too big and stuff like that. And he looks like—he honestly—you know how, like, um, Matt Damon does a cameo in the beginning of Deadpool 2? Actually, I don't know if you know that. But— He's wearing similar of makeup. But like, If instead of Matt Damon, it was Brad Pitt, which ironically also has a cameo in that movie, but that's not here or there, that's what he would look like. I'm just like, that guy looks. Because it's also he has, like, terrible skin complexion, so it almost looks like it's the fake skin that they build on to people. Because you know when you do a mask, you can only yeah, yeah. build up, you can't take away. I don't know. That's my take on that guy. Guys, write in if you think I'm wrong or right. Actually, only just write in if you think I'm right, because most people are going to think I'm wrong, and I don't have. My ego can't handle that. I just thought he was carrot top, to be honest with you. That, also, also, true. we,
1: we need. T- we also need to stop making gingers the villains. It's bad enough already. Please.
0: But I'm curious, where did your not that I don't have sympathy for uh, gingers, but what what where did that come from for you? What what uh what did you feel did you need to ba- take up their cause?
1: Basically every role that Eric Stoltz has been cast in uh what's it called? Um Brody from Homeland. It's like I like Damian Lewis. I don't wanna to have to hate him. That's terrible. I uh, believe me, I
0: understand. I think that uh I don't know, I think that it's it's I think that because redheads look striking, I think it's very easy to uh make the association and also, you know, red hair think make people think of like fire and anger and passion and now I'm just psychoanalyzing. Um but anyway, see a monk kills this guy. Um and uh you know, Stahlmeier's like talking about how you know he's gonna go in there because Lawrence uh, is still in there, and he's gonna you know because he's sure he's the guy. And am I wrong? You thought that they were gonna arrest him, right? Like that's the impression you get is that Stahlmeier's going into the funeral to arrest Lawrence, right?
1: Correct. I don't, what other purpose would he have to be there? But he
0: doesn't because we know he doesn't because unless we just skip a scene where he gets out on bail, but because the next scene we go to is uh, Lawrence is looking for his dog.
1: Wait, Mom. hold on a second. Mom. I mean, we're skipping a very small scene, but no worries. Monk has a dream that night. Oh, wait. Did right. I, I? No, I think the, no.
0: It's afterwards. That's after that. I'm there were two I, dreams. Uh, what was the first dream?
1: The first one, because I wrote it down here after the fact. It says Monk dreams of Trudy talking to him. That's and... That's afterwards. And to the other people.
0: That's afterwards. Because because that blends in. I I I wrote it down in order because I wrote down all the scenes. I I can tell you how it works. Ah. So. They so he's looking for Sherman and you first are afraid Sherman's dead. Nothing I mean, I don't wanna say there's nothing worse than a dead dog because I think that I'm playing into some white people's stereotypes by valuing the life of a dog over a, another person. But in a show it just is always sadder when it's a dead dog. I'm not gonna pretend it's not, right? Thankfully you start hearing a right. bark, which, you know, is good, but he also seems in distress. And it's he's tied up <laughs> in he's tied up in Monica's garage and when uh, Lawrence enters, a shadowy figure emerges. And that shadowy figure hits him over the head with a shovel. And then we cut to Monk having a dream with Trudy out at the edge of his bed. And what is what happens in this dream?
1: Uh, sorry, I'm still laughing at you saying the sentence. And, and the dog seems like he's in distress. I, I mean. I, I don't know why that's funny to me,
0: but. It just I mean, it's I, I, so I, serious. If I, yeah, I think, yes, because it's so serious. And also because, like, in distress, is like you know he's t- uh, yeah, I mean, understandably. I mean, he, he's he, he's about to see his owner get murdered. That's not great, but uh no
1: bullshit. What was he in distress about? About being tied up in a garage? I mean,
0: I he seemed pretty like yeah he didn't know it. I mean he didn't know well, his owner clearly, was gonna get murdered. Well, clearly he got grabbed by someone against his will and tied up, like that. I mean, that's and also you don't but, know how long.
1: But, but he didn't bark at the guy at the end. They were friends. They were cool with each other. No, he did. He
0: barked at him. Oh,
1: did he? Yeah. He at first, cool. when he, just when he just when he opened the door because then monk
0: okay, we'll get to it. So, yeah, I mean, not... I think that the reason he stopped barking at him is because they needed to have the sound of monk talking. I I but he definitely does bark at him to start. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, monk has a dream um, where Trudy is at the end of his bed and um She's obviously like shot in a very ethereal fashion, and what um, what 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 discussion is he having with her? So Trudy appears to him in the stream,
1: and she starts like asking or like prying him for like information on uh on Monica Waters, uh, the the na- Grayson's neighbor, and she asks him if if he's attracted to her, and obviously he's like no no I'm not like. You know, Obviously he's going to say that to his wife um, And she counters with uh, You might be the best detective But you are the worst liar Which was just like a nice little Nice little scene Because yeah Monk is a really bad liar mm-hmm.
0: Yes And yeah it was just a really sweet scene I think And then eventually her voice starts morphing And they do the thing that um, You know Happens in real life occasionally Where uh, your dream morphs into reality and basically you realize that uh his answering machine monica is calling and he's being woken up from Mm. the dream because uh after he answers the phone monica is at the police station and understandably since someone was murdered in her garage they assume that she killed him um so we then end up going to uh monica's house which is now a crime scene and um is very not happy that Bunk's there. Understandably so, I think. Like, I think that it's probably not that helpful for a consultant who just went on a date with the prime suspect to be at the crime scene. <laughs> right. Uh, but He's Very unprofessional. But yeah, so Monk goes in the garage and he immediately is like, you know, she didn't do it because the motion detector light is smashed and... If she did it, she would have been able to find the light switch, and clearly the killer couldn't. Um, fair play, but um, they didn't really listen to that. The, the main purpose of the scene is because, you know, just for Samar to chew Monk out, which, you know, happens more often than I've remembered it happening. Like I said, it definitely gets better <laughs> as the show goes on. Uh, but, you know, Monica doesn't feel safe, and so she wants them to stay with her, and... Monk. Yeah, she doesn't Well, no, to be fair, sure. Monk yeah, he volunteers. invites himself over. He does. Yeah. She doesn't feel safe. She says, I mean, but she does say, I don't know how I can sleep here alone, which is like, you know. It's definitely okay. not right. it's not crazy. But anyway, yeah, Monk invites himself uh-huh. over to uh, stay and protect her, I guess. What the hell is Monk going to do? I don't know. I mean, I guess Monk did shoot someone who was holding Sharon hostage in the first episode. So, you know, he's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course monk has to pack he takes two full suitcases i feel like you enjoyed this yeah yeah no
1: it was really funny because it's like obviously you already i mean i i knew that sharona was going to be the one to pick him up and drop him off and so the scene very much plays out like you know you when you're
0: like 11 or 12 sure but i'm more talking about the fact that he brings like a toothbrush a backup toothbrush and backup bristles with a backup toothbrush
1: how do you even do that like does
0: he have like an electric toothbrush uh he must i mean yes he definitely does i mean he's mom of course he is the, the highest grade of everything um and he brings four pairs of underwear when did
1: when did electric toothbrushes become a thing? electric
0: toothbrushes i think predate 2002 i i mean i'm okay. pretty sure uh let me, actually, okay. let me let me let me take a brief detour we'll get we'll get back to you no no that. no you uh so yeah what um when he first gets to uh her house what happens
1: um well no first of all <clears throat> oh yeah no so he shows up and i are we talking about the first thing where like he she shows him the room? Yes. Yeah so she shows him the room that he'll be staying in which is of course just like the garage just immaculate. It's everything is put together nicely. Um sheets are like they're all they're set aside like they're not on they're not on the bed I don't believe and they're all packed individually. Mm. And, and even the pillowcases and all that. And Monk brought his own sheets because, of course, he did. And she's like, well, you know, you don't really have to use those. Uh, you don't have to use your sheets. You could just use mine. And he's like, no, I'll use mine. I mean, I already brought them, so I might as well. But I will need a pillowcase. So then she shows where all the pillowcases are at. And it's just, you know, further, you know, pushing you in the direction that, you know, they're kindred spirits. They're both Well, I think similar. the thing that's more – you know, I think the
0: thing that I noticed more is, like, not that they're kindred spirits – but clearly in the same way that she reminds him of Trudy he reminds her of her husband that oh, the husband right, w- okay. was like him right because she' keeps saying like he, he liked it like this he had this then the other like and so yeah that, I think that that is a really sweet thing even though I think this episode obviously ends up you know not fate, ending the way monk probably wants it to that he finds someone who understands him it's less I think it's less about I think that he originally attracted her because she looks like Trudy, but I ultimately I think the thing that's important is that she understands him on some level. Um, by the way, I could yeah, just look it up. True. The first consumer electric toothbrushes were introduced in the late '50s <clears throat> and early '60s, so
1: holy, crap, definitely were around
0: in 2002. Um,
1: okay,
0: no worries. That was earlier than I thought it would be, but I definitely am like, did I had some like Jetsons gigantic, you know? You know how, like cell phones used to be like in put in a briefcase. Backpack. I was thinking like uh, basically like like a toothbrush would be like the Ghostbusters thing. We need to wear a backpack for it. Um. Anyway. Uh. So they're about to have dinner, and Monk goes into the bathroom to uh, to freshen up.
1: Freshen up. And we. But she just got yeah. there.
0: Yeah. We cut away from there. Um. And we'll get back because first we have to t- catch up again with uh. Lieutenant Randall Disher, and Captain Leland Stoudemire, who, uh, Disher has some information for Stoudemire, at, who needs a quarter, for first and foremost, but what's the information that Disher has? Um, it's just, oh, it's just that Monk is at her house, right? No, not just that. Specifically, that, okay. uh, Derek, her husband, two years ago, had his last credit card charge oh, yeah, was yeah. May 11th, and the card was never canceled, uh, and then she started building the garage on May 14th. And they both, I think completely understandably, are like, his ass is buried under the garage. Like, <laughs> like that's just... Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, yes, of course. Three, if you're building a garage three days after, like, the last time anyone's
0: seen your husband, like, yeah. That's, like, that's. Fine. I think it's... your like, I think that if there's someone who, anyone, not just your husband, but anyone who goes missing in a town, there needs to be a moratorium on building any new freestanding, like, pieces of construction... For fourteen days, cause the amount of bodies that are under gazebos right now, gazebos and backyards. I love a good gazebo. <laughs> good family friends of mine have a gazebo. I don't think there's a body buried under there. One well, can't be one hundred percent sure. You don't really know anyone, but I don't think there's a body buried under there. But if you t- if you were to tell me one in twelve gazebos have bodies under them, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't someone build a gazebo? I digress. Um, Agreed. Now, yeah, because gazebos are obviously a lot easier to build a garage that's why it, it, building a garage where someone's body seems a little excessive uh, when gazebos do exist um, so yeah they, Disher tells Stoudemire that Monk is at the house and they both are like oh shit she's gonna kill Monk uh, and we then cut back and we have another see- like bit which is a little bit like haunting kind of like the Kelly Street scene from the last episode where we learn that Monk gets out of the bathroom like everything's right, normal And she's like, you were in there for two hours. Yeah, okay. Did this really happen? I think so, yes. I think that he just kept watching, like, he was so nervous. Um, And he just kept, like, he he got in a phobia cycle. And he kind of, like, blacked out. Because they just, I I don't know. I I don't know exactly how it works in his mind. But I think, yes, I believe it did happen.
1: Okay, yeah, because I was like, is she just like gaslighting him to make him seem like he's like out of sorts? Well, because yeah. right then, what well, that's uh, right that happens right after you find yeah. out that about her husband, mm-hmm. so the suspicion is immediately drawn yeah. on her. So now you obviously think that she's gonna try to kill him. So okay, yeah. See, that makes but then, sense. but I, I think it. the
0: thing is, what you learned later when you learn about the truth about her husband, which you learn shortly afterwards, when right. you get there, that he's a schizophrenic. You, it makes sense, like no one in ninety nine percent of people would not tolerate a dinner guest spending two hours in the bathroom but like she she clearly gets it on some level like clearly you know that's something that she's had to deal with and that like she's phased by it i'm not gonna say she's unfazed by it but she's patient in a way that i think the patience plays as like possibly being sinister because it's like oh she's only humoring monk because she wants to kill him but it's like no she's humoring monk because she knows you know she has experience with this um and so basically then we get a comic, scene, comical scene where Monk uh, tries to avoid eating any of her her dinner because she mm-hmm. thinks she's going to poison him. Right.
1: Or drink the wine, but he still does.
0: Yes. He does first drink the wine because she drinks it. That's that's the... Because uh, he sees her pour mm-hmm.
1: it. Oh, yeah. True. And like during the dinner, uh, he gets a phone call from Stolmeyer.
0: Right. right, right, right. I forgot to yeah. mention that. And Leland is basically mm-hmm. yeah. like you know, she's going to kill you, you, she, the husband's under, all, all that. All the info we just went over. And so he's clearly mm-hmm. not eating it, and she's like, "Why are well, you not eating it. She's mad at him. And then he eventually is like, you know, your husband's under the, the garage. Guy. You know, you're trying to kill me. And I, he says a line which I love is, it's it's okay if you're trying to kill me. Just tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this guy, I, I love him. He's so, like, he, he has so many, like, things, like, uh, hang-ups, but he is so, like, a generally accommodating. Like, he's just so like kind of honestly just such low self-esteem where it's like okay fine yes you're gonna kill me but just tell me um
1: yeah and, and no but like i mean obviously it's different because he actually fears for his life in mm-hmm. some capacity but it's also really funny to me that most of the time he struggles so hard to like make his motives not known but this time he just went straight for it and just said are you trying to kill me like yeah as direct as possible yeah
0: i think that he because he obviously tried. Uh, to hide it. And I, I think he just kind of, um, I think kind of broke. I think he also, I, I don't know. I really, I don't know what exactly happened in that moment. But what ends up happening is that he hears something outside and it turns out it's Stallmeyer. Stoudemire. And Stallmeyer's trying to, you know, arrest, uh, Monica. But we, you know, uh, well, actually, at the dinner table, she tells him, uh, Monk, that Derek, her husband, is at a, uh, Schizophrenic and psychiatric he, clinic in zurich yeah um and which monk says is the best in the world and that he would go he'd be there but he's afraid of flying um yes fair? i wrote that down first mention first mention yes he's afraid of flying which like i'll be honest with you, he's afraid of so many more specific things of course he's afraid of flying like duh um yeah. but uh and then yes stoma shows up tries to arrest her we he learns the truth and then the ragged square one um so then they go back to the crime scene, they go back to the file room, and they realize something, that what if the file that was burned all along was completely arbitrary? And they go through... Just to throw people off the scent. Exactly. Which is a good idea. Generally speaking, if you're going to... I mean, not even just replace something, but if, you're, if you have to murder someone, hypothetically, hypothetically, take a few things... To make it look like a hasty robbery, right? Like a similar thing. Like make it look like it, there was not as much planning involved. Now, I don't actually mean that because I don't know what the laws about you know helping like someone or someone else are. But you know, just this is all hypothetical. Anyway, so they look at the files. And have you ever had a job where you had to do a lot of filing and filing cabinets before? Yeah. So, never like this though. Oh, mine was never exactly this precise. But I had a job for about six months that was almost exclusively putting things in file, have filing cabinets, and my system was not that system, but I could tell you that I wouldn't notice it as quickly as Monk, but the whole thing I probably could find it in like 10 minutes if I just went through all of them. Because the, 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 where they all go back and forth, like that's kind of, because basically they are, you know, different columns, I mean, different tabs, and they all alternate, and he realizes that the one that's in the wrong place because it doesn't alternate the right way um which is you know i like that because that is a plausible thing that a plausible thing that most people wouldn't notice but you also do believe that monk could notice right
1: right no absolutely and so then we yeah you don't you don't pull you don't pull this kind of shit at at an accountant's office let's just say that
0: what uh the uh the messing up the tabs
1: yeah, like those people are just precise. Like you cannot mess with that process. Lawyers, close second.
0: Yeah, I when I did the file thing, I was in the accounting department of a company, but it was not the actual uh it wasn't like an accountant and also, you know, I wasn't I was temping, so like if they really wanted it to be perfect, they would have made, made, made pay me pay me full time. But um so we then cut to a will being read and Our friend, uh, the redhead, who, like I I claim. Thomas Catterskill. Yes. The guy I say looks like Brad Pitt in a lot of makeup. Uh, He is um, in for will reading, and basically, he is shocked to learn that his uncle is giving all of his money to his alma mater. Which, by the way, that is a. I get this, this nephew's a brat, but come on, man. It's like. How? Yeah. higher education has enough money like come on
1: yeah let's, let's let's be reasonable here let's let's take care of some people not maybe not him
0: no but there, there if of you want to give your money to someone who's not your family um also i don't know i obviously it was a made-up school name but it didn't sound like a public education school like so it was like west
1: westmore yeah westmore
0: thing. which that sounds like an elite private school i've ever heard of one and they definitely don't need money how about some hbcus uh grandpa come on
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Let's let's change the world. Yeah, sure, exactly. Um, But he's livid. He's like, that's the wrong will, yada, yada, yada. And then Monk steps in, and he says what happened. I feel like this one's a pretty easy one, because most of the stuff's already laid out. But Andre, I will ask you, as I always do, what happened? Uh, Okay, so
1: as we discussed earlier... um well, I forgot how he knew that he wasn't going to be in the will.
0: I don't know if it's ever said. I think he just kind of knows in the same way that in the uh, 2019 major motion picture Knives Out, you know, Chris Evans I is just... I t- fucking t- knew that was coming. Uh, wait, did you know that that was coming? Uh, by any chance, did you know that? Yeah, I did. That was, I did. That
1: was I, I, as soon as I watched the episode and it ended like that, I was like, he's definitely going to talk about Knives Out. I'm sorry, guys. 100%. I just uh,
0: turned my computer, uh, you know, ma- uh, the you know FaceTime camera to show the Knives Out poster on my wall. Now... The reason I have the poster is not specifically because it's like the one movie I want to have a poster of. It's because I saw it on the opening night and they giving out free posters. But I do like it enough to have put it on a wall in my temporary bedroom in Florida. So, uh, big fan. Um, anyway, yes. So, in the same way that uh, Ransom knows that uh, he's being cut out of the will, I imagine that this great-uncle told... His, not me, just uncle, I guess. I, age-wise, he probably should be his great-uncle, but that's a nightmare there. This uncle told his nephew that he's not in the will anymore. But anyway, continue.
1: Right. So, obviously, he needs to make his own will that will change the ultimate. Uh, you know what everyone's going to get. <clears throat> so he knows he has to replace it, and uh, and because it's the lawyer, he knows that he's gonna. I, he has to know that he has to get rid of him, right? Yes. Like he, he well, yes, knew, because like, murder the was, would have been
0: the one to who was to notice the pers- forgery. And he would the forgery and yeah, he would have known Because I also think it's kind of implied that They wouldn't have changed the will without the lawyer's consent
1: Correct Yeah, so so he shows up Kills the lawyer Kills the assistant, you couldn't leave any witnesses Yeah uh, Then he goes to the file room He breaks into the Well no, he already broke into everything So yeah, he was in the file room And he plants, I guess, the, the phony file And that's what, you know, obviously mm. blew off The suspicion to Monk and takes the random uh, Grayson file mm-hmm. and burns that, and so that's that's what happened.
0: Yeah, and then why did he kill Grayson?
1: Oh shit! Okay, you got me there.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's basically like they he knew that he overheard Monk basically saying that not, Grayson didn't add up, and so they needed right. They he needed a yes, reason to ke- make them keep investigating it so this poor guy grayson who i already said i wasn't a big fan of but he deserved to die this poor guy grayson gets murdered just because his file was the one that happened to be picked at random yeah what a this yeah this you know douchebag whose name thomas was it Uh, thomas yeah i think
1: so but he didn't even get killed by a gun which is the worst part yeah
0: he got hit over the head with a shovel which i imagine hurts and now a fun detail I love to oh I couldn't
1: I couldn't I couldn't believe that I I was honestly shocked I thought that he was just getting knocked out so when they announced that he died I was like oh see I seems... like that
0: because one of the, my biggest pet peeves is that scientifically speaking it is incredibly rare to get a hit on the back of your head with a blunt object by force that makes you go unconscious for like more than a few minutes that doesn't either permanently damage your brain or kill you like it just never like right. th- they, in tv all the time where someone gets knocked down and they wake up like three hours later that just doesn't happen you, you, if you're gonna get knocked out for three hours you're gonna have been damage period and so i always kind of hate that where it's like oh it's just okay it's like no if you get hit over the back of the head with a shovel and then you're unconscious so you face into the ground and hit your head again you're probably gonna die <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You you got me. You got me. Also, I think it is a good call to use the shovel too, because he had to use a we- uh, weapon in the garage to make it seem like it was Monica. The yes, um, yes. Also, a detail that's... I like a lot is that the reason that they know for sure that it's a forgery is because the notary that he picked happened to be on a cruise ah. on the day that it was uh, notarized. Um, you know, uh, in this time of COVID nineteen, rare good look. I was to say. Um, I was gonna say, you remember cruises? Do you remember those? Uh, I've never been on a cruise, and to be frank, I don't. Know if Neither have ever I. Want to be on Neither one. have I. They're really like I'm uh, not that anxious about the water, but like I just don't necessarily think I want to be stuck in the middle of the ocean with a bunch of strangers. Doesn't just it's on just...
1: in a human petri dish
0: exactly because like it doesn't even have to be COVID. Like it just needs to be like you know the regular flu. Caught. yeah. Or cholera. Cholera? I mean, no. I, I don't think. Because cholera is... Elderly, I think you get that... At, isn't cholera, like, waterborne, generally? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So unless... Unless the water filtration system is really bad, which, like, I wouldn't put it past Carnival or whatever. Um. Anyway, I was just thinking about what the, what what type of theme cruise would... It, if there was a monk theme cruise, like, ten years from now, after long after COVID, I, I think I'd probably go on it. If it was a monk theme cruise. You don't have to yeah, make a committee. you've seen seven episodes of the show. I wouldn't expect you to.
1: No, I'm going and I'm dressing like uh, Dale the Whale. <laughs> You're just being weird around.
0: And then, obviously, the last scene, the, the denouement of the episode, which is... Um, I don't put that in my notes. I keep wanting to put denouement as the name of the scene in my notes, but I... I'm not 100% sure I know how to spell it, and I'm too afraid to find out that I don't know how to spell it, so I never put it. Anyway, um... That really is But I mean that I'll be honest with you That's fully just insecurity Because like I technically speaking Do have a degree in You know Television writing With playwriting And film writing as well And that's a word That I should know how to spell um, And so I don't want to do it's okay. it okay But anyway Stalemire apologizes to Bonk First and foremost Thank you Leland Yep um, And then He Meets back up with Monica Who um, Has some good news for her But some bad news For our friend Adrian What does she say? Um, She basically, you know, she does it in a nice way.
1: She explains that she enjoyed their time together, but um, being around him made her realize just how much she wants to make it work with her husband mm-hmm. in Zurich. So she announces that she is going to go back to Zurich mm-hmm. and she will remain there until he is ready. Mm-hmm. Honestly, so, Zurich's not a bad place to he's be, ready. as far
0: as I understand, so good for her. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and she gives exactly. Mark a kiss I, on the lips that he doesn't want to wipe off. Which is sweet. Right. Uh, now, it, it's sad for Adrian because he does end up looking like a little bit of a simp at the end of this episode. Like, just a little bit like, you know, a, uh, he went on a date with a girl and she realized she wanted to get back with her ex. Like, really, just not a good look for Adrian.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. But you know what? It's a solid first step in his journey. Uh, absolutely. Um, because... Now, I was going through my notes yeah. quickly.
0: I've, th- I've been gotten good at weaving my notes in the conversation. But a thing that I didn't mention, which is another oversight by the cops... I don't know what the technology was like in 2002, but there is zero chance that the police would be unable to find out that her husband went to Zurich to be institutionalized. Okay, yes, thank you. It's really simple. Like, it's not 1950. You can't go missing just by leaving town. Like, that's just not (laughs) how that works.
1: Yeah, certainly not then. I I mean, also, I mean, the
0: thing is they just clearly didn't do their due diligence like they looked at his credit card statement well, okay what do you do we, there's definitely some type of database you find out you know that he was seeing like a doctor or whatever you obviously don't know what the, his conditions are call that doctor up hey what happened to this and this guy oh he went to a, um, an asylum in Switzerland boom done didn't need any of that commotion yeah case closed case closed uh, speaking of case closed what would you give this episode out of 10
1: <clears throat> uh, I give it an eight out
0: of ten. I'm this is a I hot give it an 8 take in comparison. Solid. I'm giving it a seven out of ten. I'll be honest with you, didn't love this wow. episode that much. I like it, but I think that I don't like how hastily the wrap up, like how the actual mechanics of the case are kind of uh, an afterthought. Um, that just my that's probably just my personal taste. I like the very um, mousetrap like cases that there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of crazy shit. But thankfully, uh, that is. Uh, a very common thing in monk that there are the big mouse trappy ones so i'm definitely not like craving them um but yeah i think this is a good episode and i think that there are a lot of good themes explored and i think that it also in its own way is like very sad even though it's a happy step for monk i think that there's a lot of sadness in it and i think the episodes with a lot of sadness are the ones where like monk the character has his best episodes
1: yeah agreed um and as i mentioned earlier um it was it was uh, besides the one that he spends at the asylum, mm-hmm. I think it was like the most heavily monk focused one. Yeah, because uh, barely barely in the Sharona, not a lot of the cops. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was nice. It was nice.
0: Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Andre, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you could find me at Andre
1: Barrera on
0: twitter.com And you can find me at the Jake Christie. You can follow this show at Strictly Monkin. Um, we are actually now on Spotify. Uh, Spotify podcasts um, You can stream us Wow For anyone who has an Android Or just uh, You know Likes to use Spotify uh, We are now there It was easier than I thought it was I was putting it off Because I didn't want to learn How to do a new thing And wouldn't you know it? It's very easy So Should that be a lesson to me I don't know Hypothetically in the future With other things Not just podcast related That if I think Something's going to be really hard And I ever bother to try it I should just probably try it Because it's probably going to be easy No Because this isn't the first time This has happened And if I learned the lesson At one point I would have learned it already Anyway um please rate review and subscribe and share the show with people um uh we're gonna try to be at least andres and i might try to be more active on the monk subreddit uh because we have found two people found us through that and uh you know we want to get more this in front of more people's ears apparently there is a craving for a monk podcast um i mean i already knew that there wasn't a full monk recap podcast because i wouldn't have done this podcast if there was one so um i'm excited for all that and uh yeah, I'm also very excited, Andre. I know you are excited uh, to talk about it. this. is an, one of my favorite episodes. This, as I remember, it's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, then what we're talking about next week, which is Mr. Monk and the Marathon Man. Let's get Monkey! <laughs>